Welcome to Musings of a Wildflower, lessons and stories from the most unlikely of places. Think of them as modern day parables. We invite you to grab your favorite coffee, tea, or juice and join us for this episode shared mostly by Casey and some of her tribe. Hey guys, this is Casey and you are listening to the new episode of Musings of a Wildflower. For this episode, um, I'm going to talk about being transparent, being translucent, being opaque. I'm going to tell you a little story about my favorite Honda with the tinted windows and how I got out of a parking ticket. Well, a parking ticket, how I got out of a ticket from a cop. Basically, I was riding dirty. (laughs) But inside of all of that is some awesome conversation about relationships and what it means to really know people that we serve with. So listen, grab something to eat. I'm eating Trader Joe's herbs and spices popcorn. And then I put some, what is this? I put some, what is this called? Oh, seaweed, like dried seaweed, like nori in it. And then I am drinking basil berry lemonade. So grab something organic. Or not. Listen, I can't see you. Grab whatever you want to eat or drink and check us out for this next episode of Musings of a Wildflower as we wrap up our series called Take the Stairs, talking about transparency versus translucency. (laughs) So I'm back home. You know what that means? I got my clapper thing back. I missed you, clapper thing. Is there, is there a word for it other than clapper? Okay, anybody who's in like film, television, podcasts, let me know. Anyways, this week we are going to pretty much wrap up the Take the Stairs series. I feel like we've been, <laughs> I feel like we've been on this series for about two years, um, but we haven't. <laughs> this is probably the most personal episode uh, we'll have on this series, talking about transparency and translucency and being opaque. This is something as a leader. Honestly, when I started this podcast, it was my intention to be genuine. I was one of those people who felt a little overwhelmed by social media felt that it was so perfect and everybody had all the answers. And I was thankful for that because I had a lot of questions. So People having answers were absolutely a gift to me. But there was a part of me that was like, yo, who's talking about the things that they're still trying to figure out, the things that they're still sort of struggling through? I understand the the point of testimonies, but sometimes it's just good to know that you're not alone in things. And I think this episode for me is definitely indicative of that, that there's some things that I'm still trying to figure out. Um, So hopefully you can hear my transparency and hear it from a pure heart. I am very, very honest about the fact that even with what I do, even being able to literally grace to travel the world, which is crazy every time I say it, leading people in worship and having my own team that I lead and all of those things and serving at my own church, even with all of the leadership that I do, there's still areas of my leadership that I'm trying to work on and areas of my personality that seep into my leadership that sometimes don't serve me and they definitely don't serve God well. And so this week's episode is about one of those things. So for me, I, 
if you actually know me personally and you're listening to this podcast, you're probably going to be like, girl, yes, we know. (laughs) If you don't know me personally, some of these things may be a bit of a surprise. But the overarching idea is that I am very private. I am very private. I am (laughs) very private. I feel like if you say it three times, one for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Spirit, people can realize that it's the truth. I'm super private. I've I've pretty much always been that way. I can I can rem- remember in college, I like refused to tell my friends where I lived. I don't know why. I just didn't. <laughs> this is random stuff. Folks would be like, oh, I can come pick you up. And I'd be like, no, nah, I can come meet you. I've just always been really, really sort of closed in. And it takes me a long time to get to know people and to trust them and to want them in my space. I am an actual introvert, um, which I know feels weird considering what I do. What I do is very much extroverted. It depends on me being able to interact well with people and communicate well with people. But where I really feel recharged and refreshed is by myself. I spend most of the time when I'm not on the road, I spend at home. Like Tuesday through Thursday when I'm home, I I am actually enjoying myself. I enjoy my own company. I'm an only child. I just grew up with me and my mom. I've been around a lot of adults, maybe. I, I don't know. I'm sure there's all kinds of reasons that can inform why I'm private, but we can just go ahead and say I'm very much private. I'm very much I very much keep to myself. I very much enjoy keeping to myself. And for the most part, there really isn't an issue with that. Like there's no law for being an introvert. Not that I know of. There's nothing necessarily wrong with it. Um, But like most stories that we tell here um, at Musings of a Wildflower, it can go wrong. (laughs) And looking back, like retrospectively on my time as a worship pastor, um, and when I was full-time working inside of a church, I definitely can look back and be like, oh, come on, Casey, you could have, you could have done this differently. You could have kind of put your own personality to the side. And that that's something I've been praying. If you've been listening to the last couple of episode in, episodes in this series, one of the things I've shared really really openly is that there's this prayer that I'm praying. My birthday is actually about a month away, less than a month. My birthday is on June 29th. And I've been saying the same prayer. Like if there are things about my personality, things that I hold dear to my heart as a part of who I am, things that I identify with that do not serve God and do not serve me. Like I've been praying, God, help me find those things and then give me the strength and the courage to detach myself from that being a part of who I am. And so when I look back on my time as a worship leader and my time as a worship pastor, it's like there are these things that were very much, I was never really malicious. I never like didn't like people and had it out for people, but I was very much myself as a worship pastor. And that's going to sound weird, but hopefully through this story, you can kind of see why it may not always be the best thing. So I want to talk to you today about the ideas of transparency, translucency, and being opaque. My mom got me a car when I went to college. Well, my my first going after my freshman year of college, uh, I worked my butt off and my mom saved the money and added more money to it. And she got me this car. And the car was dope. It was this black Honda and it had these tinted windows. (laughs) So the person that she purchased it from, I guess they had the window tint on there, you know, whenever, 
whenever she purchased it. So like she didn't tint my windows is the point I'm trying to make. And so I was in Atlanta and I got pulled over and the guy was like, do you realize that I can see you through your windows? Now you have to know that I have a smart mouth that almost never serves me well. So I wanted to be like, I, that sounds like a personal problem, sir. <laughs> but I didn't because listen, I'm black and I'm not going to be pulled over by the cops and run my mouth. That is not the opportunity to share all of my personality. So long story short, he said that the tent was illegal and had I was I the one that paid to have the tent done. And I told him that I didn't, that the car was a gift and that I had just recently actually received it and I wasn't aware that the tent was illegal. I kind of didn't care because the tent was so dope and it was black and there was a black tent. It was black leather seats. Like I really didn't care, but I pretended like I cared. And the truth is, Hey, I, I didn't get a ticket. So <laughs> victory in Jesus. And I never took that tent off the whole time I had the car. The tent was dope. So I was just riding dirty and was like, listen, you're going to get whatever tent this car has to offer. And I can see how <laughs> that has been my personality in life. And particularly as, as a leader, and particularly when we were talking about humility and those types of things. So for me, I kind of think about relationships inside of ministry in three categories. So I come from like the old school. I grew up with a lot of people that worked in the local church, that worked in ministry. And I was just always taught that you don't get really close to people that you serve with because that will allow your relationship to become common. And a lot of times what becomes common, we no longer respect. And so for me, I really took that to heart. And that was even before I was a leader at all, before I really worked in ministry at all. I really took that to heart that, you know, when something becomes common, it no longer is respected. And I think, A, I took that to heart. And then a lot of times in my life when I've been in leadership, I've been younger than those people that I'm in leadership over. Or I've been the only female and I've been in leadership over a lot of males. So if you are a worship pastor, nine times out of 10, your band is completely male, (laughs) which is, uh, makes me a little bit sad. I love my boys though. And a lot of them I still work with and still travel on the road with them now and they're you know, gracious enough to to travel with me, even with my personal ministry. But it's this idea like you don't want to get too close to them because you don't want them thinking they can get over on you. It's this very sort of interesting idea. And so I took that to heart. And I think in retrospect, I maybe took it too much to heart because a lot of the experiences that I found in ministry were that people felt like they really didn't know me. And so I think about relationships in like one of three categories. There are People who are opaque. And what I mean by that is like, you cannot see through them at all. You don't know where they live. You don't know their favorite color. It's like all business, go home, come back, do it again. And looking back on it, I can definitely consider a lot of my relationships with other people when I was leading as being opaque. Like I was there for the job. I was kind, but I wasn't necessarily open. So I was interested in, you know, making sure that people that I served with and and served were okay, but I wasn't particularly interested in them getting to know me. And so I think about the one category being opaque, which is where I was. And then there's a category that I consider being transparent. Like you can see completely through me, you know, all my business, you know, I got this bunion on my right pinky toe. And so for me, that can be a lot. <laughs> and, and 
like I said, this is just me. So for me, like living transparently can be a lot. And I see the, and I see people who do it. I see people who live, like really live in community and they can do it well and they're able to serve together and like they do day in and day out together. Um, But I also see sometimes how a lot of people aren't mature enough to handle those types of relationships. Uh, As a leader, I think you do have to be wise into what parts of yourself you share with what types of people, Um, because for a lot of people, it's difficult for them to both see her, see your humanity and also be able to respect what it is you offer as a leader. Um, And I don't think that everybody struggles with that. I think that some people struggle with that. I think I struggle with being the type of leader that exposes their humanity. So we all sort of meet on, on different, on different levels in that way. But the transparent thing sometimes for me is like the idea of almost oversharing. That's what I mean when I use that word. Like I'm transparent. Like you get up and you get to rehearsal on Thursday. Like me and my mama just had a fight and I had to put her out. So if you see my mama walking down the highway, y'all know we fight. Now let's start rehearsal. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, stop. What? What? And I've been in that. Like I've been in, I've been in, I've been in a situation quite recently where someone was just oversharing to the point that I was like, I'm uncomfortable. Are you uncomfortable? You should be uncomfortable telling me this, but I am definitely uncomfortable hearing it. So I think about in relationships, there's people who are opaque. There's people who are very transparent. And I think I've gotten to the place that the goal for me is to sort of curve this pattern of behavior of being completely opaque kind of not go so far as to be completely transparent. (laughs) But there's another option. The option is translucency. Um, And if you're familiar with the word, it talks about something that you're able to see through some, you're able to see through it a little bit, but not completely. It's not like a pane of glass. It may be like a pane of glass with some frosting on it. That's me. Like a frosted pane of glass is what I'm going for. So the window where you know something's back there, you kind of know some of the things back there, but you maybe don't know everything in detail. And I think the, the reason I bring this up in this particular series talking about humility is we talk a lot about people raising us up and we don't want to take compliments so much to heart that we start to become full of ourselves or we start to think that we are just so amazing and I call it a... <laughs> I call this type of personality, uh, God bless you. Uh, you're welcome. I'm here. People who just look like they want to say you welcome every time they show up, like you should be, (laughs) you should be blessed by their presence. We don't want that. And I think on the walk of humility and on this journey of taking the stairs, what we also have to realize is that it is difficult for people to serve with someone they don't know. And and that's a hard pill for me to swallow. So (laughs) I take that break just to kind of let it let it all sink in that it is difficult for people to serve with in leadership and people to follow somebody that they don't really know. It's hard to know their intention. It's hard to know when they are asking. So this microphone is so amazing. So you may have just heard the doorbell. I got a package. <laughs> Y'all told you when we first got this microphone, you could literally hear my stomach growl. So I'm sure you heard the doorbell. All is well everybody's okay. But what I'm saying is it's difficult for people 
to A, know someone's intention, which is really, really, really important when you're serving with people, whether you serve in a church, whether you serve in an office, whether you are an entrepreneur and you have your own team that you work with, man, it is so important that people know you well enough to know your intention. Because what that means is that when they talk to you and there's an opportunity for offense, people will take your word and they will color it with what they know to be your intention. So there are people in my life, there are friends that I have, like my friend Naomi or my friend Candace, my friend Rose, uh, one of my best friends, Roland. Like when he, when we talk, even if something that they say has the opportunity to offend, I know their track record with me so well that my first instinct is that's not what they intended. And I think it takes time and it takes exposure and it takes real relationship to get there with people. But I also believe that however you serve in whatever capacity you serve, if you're not there, the opportunity for offense is heightened to a level that honestly I find to be unmanageable. I'm sensitive. People are sensitive. You're sensitive. Somebody say something to you that you take sideways. People are ready to fight, leave the church, start kicking over microphones and throwing symbols around. Like that that's just the truth. But when we are able to actually develop genuine relationship with people that we serve alongside and people that we serve with and people that we have committed ourselves to do the actual kingdom work of Christ with, when we're able to actually know them, I believe that we curve the opportunity for offense with relationship because we're able to say, I don't think they said that quite right, but I know they don't want to hurt me. Or we can say, oh man, that correction stung, but I know it's not personal. I know that we're attached to the same vision. And I think in retrospect, that's one thing that I could have done a better job at. I think I was concerned about how close was too close and you know, a lot of this, a lot of these things, guys, first of all, give yourself grace. I just want to take a quick break, <laughs> quick pause for those of you who are new to leadership positions. Those of you who maybe you just got your first job as worship leader or worship pastor, or you just got a, a raise at your job and you just got a promotion or you just started some type of entrepreneur effort. Please extend grace to yourself and realize that we are all trying to figure this out. I, I don't know anybody who just stepped into a leader a leadership position and was like, I'm amazing. <laughs> I mean, if that's you, like, God bless you. It was not me. Like, I struggled my way for years, not six months, not, you know, oh, this was a good nine-month run. No, like, I struggled. I struggled in that area for years. And so I just want you to be gracious towards yourself, to be able to recognize the areas that you need to grow in. Like, this is still something that I'm struggling with, transparency and opaque and trying to find that middle ground with translucency, but I do believe that it's available. And I feel like I say the same thing every episode, but it, it's super important. It's not available by yourself. If you're trying to do this work and you are trying, trust me, you're going to suck. It is, it is going to suck. You are going to offend somebody. You're always going to say the wrong thing because you are human. And the amazing gift of the Holy Spirit is to walk around with us, in us, to inform us of what to do when our trying just is not enough. 
And the same thing is true as we develop relationships with those people that we serve with. That if we try to do the right thing and say the right thing all the time, it's just the humanity in us that we're not going to be able to accomplish that. You are going to offend somebody. You are going to hurt somebody's feelings. You're going to be misunderstood. You are going to misunderstand somebody. All of those things, if you serve long enough, all of those things are going to happen. And so I believe that when you have a genuine intention to say, hey, I'm going to make some effort to let people get to know me. I'm going to make some effort to really find out about people outside of the work that they do, outside of what we do. I want to find out who people are. And I think that's a two way street. So one of the and I'm I'm so excited. This is sort of the wrap up to this series. But one of the things that really helps with humility is simply relationships. There's a verse in Ephesians that I want to share with you. I threw my phone. Well, I didn't throw it on purpose. It slipped out of my hand and literally slid across the room. So hold one second. Got to go get the phone. Okay, I'm back. That was anticlimactic. It took like two seconds. But I want to share this verse with you in Ephesians. And I'm going to start reading it with the English Standard Version version, um, and see. Maybe we'll look at another translation. But it's in Ephesians chapter 2. And it starts in 19. It says, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the spirit. What an amazing promise. Yes, relationship is a huge challenge, but the fruit of relationship is an amazing promise. That we can no longer be strangers and aliens to one another, but through our transparency, through our translucency, whatever word you want to use, through sharing your heart with people, that we are being built to become a kingdom a temple where the spirit of God can dwell. So yeah, it is hard work from one introvert to possibly another. It is hard work, but man, the promise to be able to be literally the bricks, the mortar, the beams, the foundation, (laughs) the walls, the ceilings, the windows of the temple where the spirit of God can dwell. It's worth it. So I want to thank you so much for joining me for this this episode. I hope that you heard something that that really sort of challenges you in the place of relationships. It's a place that I've struggled with for a really long time and I still, you know, I'm working through, but I hope that in this that you've heard some truth, that you've heard some challenge, and that something has pricked your heart to just examine the way that you serve with the people who you are being graced to serve with. Because the truth is that no matter how any person became connected to you, that it is being orchestrated by God. So maybe that person that you don't know really well, or you can't really quite figure out their personality and you seem to always have this sort of, maybe not, you know, all out fight (laughs) or all out argument, but maybe there's always this sort of weird tension. Consider them a gift. Consider them an opportunity to see the areas of yourself 
and consider them another brick to build the temple where the spirit of God can dwell. Man, I I really, 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 really encourage you to read Ephesians 2, 19 to the end of that chapter. Just read it a couple of times and ask God, hey, what is it that you want me to hear from this? What is it that you want me to know from this? Maybe it is, yo, you've been killing it. You're doing well. And God just wants to affirm that you are doing what he requires of you and what he desires of you in a way that's perfect. Maybe you read Ephesians 2, 19 and you're like, yo, that's me. And if so, like, don't be ashamed of that. That's amazing. Maybe you read Ephesians 2, 19 and you're saying, yeah, like I'm, I'm cool with all the people that I like, but that one person uh, <laughs> gets up under my skin, but they're a brick too. They're part of this building that is making this temple that the spirit of God wants to live in. And how dare we be people <laughs> that take our quote unquote personalities and use that as the litmus test and use that as the barometer for what brick is the most important. So maybe you read Ephesians 2, 19, you say, dang. And if you're in the dang category, that's me. I read it and was like, oh, ah, oh, it hurts. <laughs> but thankfully, my relationship with God is the type of relationship that I'm encouraging you to have with people who you serve with. I know his intention. So if it hurts, if it makes me uncomfortable, I know that the intention is for my good. And my prayer for you is that you develop those same relationships with other people. So, hey, let's pray out. God, we thank you for what it is you shared <laughs> through my ramblings, through some of the huge mistakes that I've made. God, I thank you. God, even as I sit here, man, I thank you that even the missteps, the times when I as a leader have dropped the ball in this moment have come full circle to still give your name glory. You are awesome and you're wonderful and you take the areas of our lives that are shattered and broken and, and damaged and you put those pieces together to build a temple that is worthy of your presence. So God, make us the temple. And I'm not just talking on Sunday morning in these nice buildings with beautiful lights. Make us those types of temples in our personal relationships. Make us a place where your spirit can be welcome into the places that we work, can be welcome into our family gatherings. Humility is a hard thing. Taking an intentional act of humility is a hard thing. And without you, we cannot accomplish it. So we invite you into our hearts. We invite you into our conversations. We invite you into our thinking. And if there's something in us, something about our personality that does not honor you, we invite you to change it. We love you with our whole hearts, not just in word, but in deed, in action. And have your way in us. In Jesus' name, amen. So man, I want to thank y'all again for hanging out with the kid <laughs> for another episode. I've really, I've gotten to see a lot of the a lot of the reviews that you all have left. I, I I'm not able to like respond to them on on like Apple Podcasts, but I absolutely see them. Some people said it's a mini retreat. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. Um, Jantoinette or J. Antoinette. Thank you so much for um, calling our podcast awesome. Thank you. Um, I, I read all of these. I read all of the 
reviews. And I just want to encourage you, if you're listening and you hear something that really pricks your heart or something that you want to share, man, share this with people, share this with your friends, send them the link to the podcast, whatever. And what we do, even these simple little reviews, what this does is it brings, it brings more attention to what it is we're doing. It brings more attention to this kingdom messaging, which is so much bigger than me, so much bigger than coming up with a little series. Like God is using this to change people's heart and we get to be a part of it. So I encourage you to leave a review, send me a DM, repost if you hear anything that you like and continue on this journey with me on Musings of a Wildflower. I have a little secret for you for the next episode. If you were listening to this whole series, you know that we were trying to get somebody to do something and we may have gotten her to do it. So check out the next episode, which will be up in two weeks and I will see you next time. This is Casey and you've been listening to Musings of a Wildflower.